Hi, and welcome back to another MCAT Master Interview. My name is Monica, and in these interviews, we learn from MCAT top scores just to get a feel for their process and what strategies they found the most helpful in increasing their scores and reaching their score goal. Even top scores have struggled with the MCAT, but they've managed to figure out how to increase their scores to competitive levels. So we want to show you how they did it so that you can do it too. And with that, I would like to introduce you to Noah Gilreath. Noah, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. We're so excited to hear from you. But first, we wanted to give a little bit about background to our listeners. For Noah, when he first started, he was initially struggling with pacing and approach on the MCAT. And then adding to that, with just a month left before his test date, he scored a 496 on a practice exam, which was extremely discouraging for him. So frustrated and defeated, he searched for help to increase his score fast and eventually found us. And from there, he signed up for tutoring and began using our CARS mastery strategies. And by his test date, he scored a 510. That's a 14 point increase in 30 days. That's amazing. Congrats on that score, Noah. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So in this interview, we're just going to dive into understanding exactly how he studied, what he did to increase his score so quickly, 30 days, like I said, and then how he scheduled his prep, what strategies he used, everything, and so much more. So lots to come, and we're super excited. So why don't we get started? Noah, why don't you just give us a little bit of background about yourself, non-MCAT related, so we can just get to know you. Yeah, I'm 24 years old. I recently graduated college in May of 2020. Went to school in Massachusetts, and I studied neuroscience and psychology, uh, double majored. And I also played college ice hockey for four years uh, during that time. And uh, currently, I am working as a medical scribe in the Boston area for one gap year before, you know, hopefully going on to med school. So Very cool. Ice hockey. That's super cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a blast. It's a fun time. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, what inspired you to become a doctor? Yeah, so... I think growing up, I, my dad is actually a family physician. And so growing up, I always looked up to him. And I noticed something unique about people just always looked up to him for advice. And just there was a sense of comfort when he was in the room or whenever he was uh, interacting with other people. And then as I grew older, fortunately, except also fortunately, <laughs> I, I had a few injuries playing hockey. And so one of the injuries, actually, my senior year of high school, I ended up dislocating my shoulder and Having I rehabbed it and did a bunch of physical therapy like three times before ultimately having to cut the season short and get surgery. And so like this was super discouraging for me. And I remember the doctor telling me that I would need surgery. And for me, I'd never had surgery or anything like that. And it was, you know, just a very scary time for me. But I the one thing that I do remember is when I went into the to see the doctor and the uh, next few visits with him, just how encouraging it was and also just how he connected with me on a deeper level. It wasn't just, I was, you know, just another customer, but he really poured into me. He was supporting me. He understood, you know, how hard this was for me mentally, but also was encouraging me, you know, telling me, showing me exactly what he would do, the recovery process would look like. And actually after my surgery, he ended up showing me a video, everything he actually did. And for me, that was like totally awesome. You know, for him to take the time to you know, show me how he repaired my shoulder. And I was also fascinated, just like how, you know, you think of our body, it's so complicated. And it's like so complex, all these systems working together. And to see how, you know, having a profession where you get to not only help people, but you know, you get to work on other people on a team. And Mm -hmm. so I just found, you know, this career as a physician, as a unique opportunity to do 
you know, things that I like to do with helping others, working on a team. And you also just get to partner with a patient, you know, for the goal of, you know, better health. So really what drew me to be a doctor and I enjoy the sciences too and in undergrad and in school in general. So, you know, all in all, I, I just feel like, you know, the, being a doctor is, you know, my calling. So yeah, that's awesome. It sounds like you're super passionate about it, which is great. And you have those personal experiences that can like motivate you going forward. Definitely. So let's talk about the MCAT. Let's launch into it. Walk us through what you were feeling in the beginning and like, where were you when you first started prepping? What were your feelings about it? So I always, you know, the first thing you always hear about the MCAT is like, oh, it's a hard test and it's, it's a huge monster to, to tackle. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, of course, you know, I was pretty stressed out about it before, you know, starting to prep. And I remember I started prepping in July of 2019. Um, I got the seven subject Kaplan books and didn't really know how to prepare for them or just to prepare for the MCAT. Like I started reading just like chapter by chapter and taking like notes page by page. So I was really crawling through my review. And it was hard because I remember, you know, maybe a few weeks into this, I would do like some of the practice tests, not the full MCAT test, but just the the end of the section quizzes. And I felt like I wasn't really retaining any information. And I was discouraged by it. But I was also like, oh, I still have time. I wasn't planning to take the MCAT until uh, January of that year. So I was like, oh, I have time in the summer. It'll be okay. And then fast forward to the fall, I returned back from my senior year of college. And then I had to balance studying for the MCAT with maintaining, you know, a good GPA while also preparing for my hockey season. So I had a lot going on and <laughs> I didn't make a schedule of, you know, like a study schedule to keep me and hold me accountable to how much studying I would be doing for the MCAT. Uh, I, I would try to do, I think it was like two nights a week. I would study for like an hour and a half, but it was still the same thing where I would just read through a chapter in Kaplan and, you know, just take notes on it. So it really, like I said, it just, I wasn't really retaining any of that information. And so, you know, I, I would mix in, I think one or two practice tests uh, leading up to my January. That was when I was planning to take it. And actually something happened where I actually ended up having like some weird hockey conflict where I wasn't able to take the test that day and actually had to push the mark, which probably was actually a blessing in disguise because I <laughs> honestly wasn't ready at the time. I thought it was, I, you know, like I think the week before I was supposed to take the January test, I got like a, I think it was like a 500 on the MCAT on a practice test. And I was like, for some reason, I was like, oh, well, maybe, you know, I'll have a 10 point jump or something, uh, you know, come the actual test. But, you know, I was really, I don't know, I didn't feel ready for it, though. So, you know, it worked out that, you know, I ended up not taking it and I instead planned to take it in March. And then uh, two weeks before the March date, you know, with the coronavirus pandemic, Mm -hmm. it got pushed. And so once again, (laughs) that was when I was really honestly starting to panic because, you know, I was planning to take it early in case, you know, maybe something happened and I wasn't able, you know, to get as good a score as I'd like. I was hoping, well, at least I'll be able to take it a second time before you know, and still get my applications in on a decent time. But then I remember after the March, when I got pushed off in March, I returned back home and, you know, classes are online now for school. And I guess I had a little bit more time on my hands. And I realized like, you know what, I really need to do something different with my preparation. Like what I was doing wasn't working. And so I started putting more time into studying. I was spending like, I think like maybe five to six hours a day, seven days a week uh, Mm -hmm. studying. And so I, I felt like I was, you know, retaining information a bit better. I was still doing the same thing where I was, you know, reading through it through the Kaplan test books and then doing practice. 
quizzes. But ultimately, I just I remember we fast forward to it was, you know, I was supposed to take it. And when I was going to take it in June, I took one like in late May. So I, a bit, maybe a month out, I mm-hmm. took a practice MCAT. And I remember I got a 496. And I was at that point, I was freaking out. I was like, I felt like I had prepared pretty well. And why am I all of a sudden getting the lowest score possible that I've had on yet so far? And at that point, I was scrolling through Facebook, I remember, and I saw something for MCAT Mastery. And I was like, you know what, at this point, I need something. And so I saw, you know, it, it seemed affordable to the tutoring. Mm-hmm. And so I actually, even before the tutoring, I downloaded just the MCAT cars program. And so, you know, using the MCAT Mastery cars program really helped me right away, because there's certain things in it that tells you like certain patterns and what to look for. And I remember one thing that in particular helped me was my timing was really messed up. Uh, I would run out of time often because I'm just really like a big thinker. I like to like really chew on things before uh, going on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And so I remember, you know, the program told me and you know, all the things it talked about is like, you just want to, you know, have a set time period for each section and how each question is worth the same amount. And that was spoke volumes to me because I would, <laughs> you know, get caught up and like, I should know this, you know, I'll work harder on this one. And it what I ended up doing is messing me up for the rest of that section. And so having that reminder really helped. And then also, I remember one of the things the program mentioned was that you could try to write out a one sentence summary of each paragraph that you read in the car section. And I started doing that. And right away, like I started improving my score when I was taking it. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. You know, like, <laughs> And this is just what I need is, you know, like it was literally, I start, you know, started the program, and like within that next week, I was already improving by like three or four points in my cars. Wow. So encouraged by that, I was like, well, I need help with all these other sections too. So I reached out and, you know, I was able to get a tutor. And I think with that, you know, just what I was searching for when I reached out for a tutor was kind of a quick, easy fix. I was like, I just want to improve my points, you know, the amounts of points I could get on this MCAT and as quickly as possible. And for me, that was going to be by just learning like certain test taking strategies, like, you know, how to uh, eliminate certain questions or what patterns there are in the answers. And I remember with this, uh, my tutor kind of gave me a, a rude awakening, but it was also <laughs> very much needed. You know, he asked me, you know, so how well do you think you know the content? And I said, uh, it's okay, not that well. And <laughs> You know, that honestly helped me so much, though, because, you know, I was caught up in trying to learn these different strategies. But really what I need to do is, you know, spend more time learning the content and how he portrayed it to me. He said, you know, you keep getting the same types of questions wrong. If you just take the time to, you know, you get one question wrong, you take that time after to review that topic so that that's like filling a hole in your knowledge. And so then, you know, you think of it as a boat, the boat's sinking but you fill it up with all these holes. And as you fill in the holes, you know, your score will improve. And so looking at it in that way where you're building and, you know, I'm going to, if I miss something, I'm going to go learn how to do it and I'll learn how to do it right where I won't have to look at it again. That just helped so much with, you know, improving my score and having a different perspective because I honestly was just super discouraged at that time. And so having a tutor helped me with that as well. Yeah, definitely. And it sounds like you kind of had a balance between like the importance of content and the importance of strategy. Do you feel like there were certain strategies that like your tutor taught you that were super like beneficial? Or did you feel like it was more of a balance? Like, 
what did you think about the content strategy balance? Yeah, um, I guess one thing that I was amazed about, honestly, <laughs> was so one thing that really helped me was just I the tutor actually pulled up the AMC question bank and would read a passage out loud and <laughs> actually go, you know, with the screen shared. And I was able to hear what the thought process of the tutor was. And for mm -hmm. me, that was like, okay, now I understand how you tackle it, how you tackle these questions, you know, what to highlight um, and not to get bogged down. That was one thing you said to me is like, don't get bogged down. The MCAT's trying to trip you up with the parts that, you know, maybe you've never heard of this concept before, but deep down to the root of it, if you did your content review, there are certain things that you'll recognize. Those things aren't changing, even though they might portray it in a different way. And so for me, that really simplified things. So, you know, like as I was looking at questions, usually I was able to get it down to one or two answers at that point, because, you know, once you take a step back, you can see what is the question asking? And so like, for me, that was a big thing where my tutor helped me with rewording the question. Mm -hmm. What is it? What is at the root of it? And, you know, that was something that like with the strategy, it helped me a ton. And it also showed me too, that you didn't always necessarily need to, you know, I guess, know how to exactly to solve the problem. But there were certain clues that you could use if you knew enough of your content that you could you could use those clues to get an idea of, you know, which at least get it down to two. And that, that was encouraging as well. So. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Sounds like your tutor like really helped you with the mindset piece too. Do you feel like that yeah. was a big part of your challenges a little bit? Yeah, I think that was a big part of it. Because like I said, you know, when I really decided to, you know, push full force with studying, I, the MCAT, like preparation was like my life. Like that was all I did. I would, you know, go to sleep, wake up, study, eat, study some more. And so like, I was getting worn down with that. And, you know, like I said, I felt discouraged. So, you know, the, my tutor also helps me just, you know, with just encouraging me and, you know, the MCAT isn't your life. And to just be inspired in the way too of being confident that, you know, I've made it this far and you look at the MCAT as something you're going to tackle piece by piece. And when I had that different change of perspective, it made a huge difference. Yeah, your mindset is like so important. I feel like that's a part of study prep that gets neglected in a lot of cases. So it's mm -hmm. awesome that you were able to like turn that around as well. Did you have a set like score that you wanted to reach? Because you said you were kind of hovering in the, around the 500 and then you got the 496. Was there something that you were hoping? What was your score goal, I guess? Yeah. So for me, like my, I remember my pre-med advisor saying, you know, like, a, you know, a good score to shoot for is like 510. And for me, mm -hmm. I was like, you know, at first I didn't really have a, a, you know, a goal in mind, honestly. Like I just said, I want to do well at it. And I think that was part, part of the issue too, is, you know, I didn't set a concrete goal for myself to you know, work towards. But mm -hmm. then I, you know, I came up with the 510. I thought it was something that was, you know, within reach, but also I knew that I would have to do some preparation to get to it. And I looked at some of the schools, you know, looking at the MSAR to look at, you know, what the school averages were. And, you know, that kind of also like motivated me that, you know, if I got a 510, I, you know, I'd have a, you know, a good shot at at least, you know, getting some interviews at most of the schools and stuff like that. So. Yeah, definitely. So when you got that 496, you said like you started using the CARS program and you saw some improvements. Were there any other points where you were like, I'm improving so much or like, did you get stuck? 
how was your increase process? Yeah, so big adjustment. So the cars section, you know, using the cars program helped me with that section, but especially with chemistry and bio, how I improved those, my tutor told me just how it's important to just do practice problems. Like that was the <laughs> biggest thing is like, do the AMC practice problem. And so I started doing those. And, you know, a big thing with that was to practice it in real timing. So, you know, mm -hmm. do it in the, you know, like break them off into section tests, basically, um, and do it that way. And that helped me so much because I realized all the holes in my, um, you know, in my knowledge. And so then I would basically what I would do is I'd, you know, like spend a few hours, like maybe two hours working on questions, and then do a spend the rest of the time of that day filling in those gaps and finding those uh, themes that I didn't know. And initially, when I did that for the first week, remember, he told me like, you're gonna have to trust me on this. It's, you know, it, it's a process. And so like the first week I did that, and I took a practice test at the end of the week, and I didn't improve at all. And I was like, you know, what's going on here? I thought this was supposed <laughs> to help. But he said, you know, you got to stick with the process. And I remember then the second week when I did that, I saw like a three point increase. And I started to see like, I felt better about, you know, the questions I was seeing. It wasn't really as much, oh, I've never, I have no idea what it is. So that was encouraging because, you know, it's, I could really tell that, you know, like what, what he said, filling in those gaps, it was working. Mm -hmm. And then I remember like the last few weeks, I did basically two practice tests a week. So I would do like one on Saturday, take Sunday off, do Monday and Tuesday would be like practice questions and also, you know, filling in the information I got wrong from the prior MCAT full length test. And then I would take another one on Wednesday. So it was like two a week, Wednesday and Saturday. <laughs> And although that was kind of crazy, you know, like mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a lot of time taking two cat tests a week, but it helped me so much with, you know, as I started doing those more, my score just kept improving and improving like three points, two points, three points. And so it also helped me to gain confidence because, you know, when you simulate test day, it makes it so that when you do actually get to the test day, you feel more comfortable and you're, you're more familiar with the length, the breaks and all that. And I think that was just a huge thing when my tutor just you know set up a schedule for me for the last like I said because I only had one month to do all this <laughs> and so having that schedule was so important for that too so yeah definitely sometimes it's just as simple as like practice and review and like mm -hmm. get acquainted with the test more and, and build endurance too because it's so long but you took the short did you take the shortened exam yeah I took the shortened one which <laughs> of course yeah. I was like in the middle of me preparing for this. Oh man. I get the email that, you know, they changed the times and, you know, that just added more stress to, you know, to my situation. But I ended up doing is I still did the practice tests with the original full length, the, you know, like the seven hour, whatever it is, tests. Um, because, you know, like you said, endurance is such a big part of this test. And that really helped me with, you know, come the real test, because I remember I was like, wow, that's it. We're done. <laughs> it, yeah, it's one of those things you know, I just felt more comfortable. So it was anything. It was a relief, you know, doing those hard, longer tests in the beginning, you know, just made the taking the actual one a, a bit easier. So yeah, that's really good advice. And I know a lot of people are like, curious about how to work on pacing and stuff now, because it is a different <laughs> exam. But mm -hmm. it's good to know that you can still use those like full length, like seven hour versions and get the timing right for the shortened version too. Definitely. Did you use, so you said you were doing like a lot of practice tests toward the, towards the end. Did you find like using AMC was better or like which practice tests? Yeah. So originally I started using Kaplan. I was kind of all over the place. I used a few Kaplan tests and then I used a few AMC 
this was like early like January so before I really Mm -hmm. started getting any help with MCAT mastery and then I remember my tutor you know just encouraging me to save the the AAMC test for you know closer leading up to my actual test and I think those honestly helped the most so I think you know if I had some advice to give to anyone it would be to save the ones because they're just they're worded most likely the actual test and it's, you know it's written by the same people who make the actual test so those ones help the most to you know get acquainted with how the wording is how the test actually is I found I think that for me I felt like Kaplan tests were a little harder and the scores was a, the score on the Kaplan test was a little lower than what my actual one was on the double AMC but mm-hmm. I think it also helped me in that way because I took the double AMC once leading up to my test and I felt more confident going into it so yeah definitely and and you want to take the one that are the most similar towards the end right so you're not like surprised when you get to your test date and Mm -hmm. you're not scoring what you thought so yeah that's great advice so in regard to your score itself you got a 132 in psych soch like that's amazing do you have any like specific advice for that section and studying for that yeah so I remember you know right when I first started even meeting with my tutor was you know I was talking to him I was like I since I studied psychology in undergrad I knew that that would probably be one of my strengths and I wanted to you know do even better on with that score too I was initially I was like around 128 and I remember for this one it was maybe one of the simplest ways to get my score up was because it's mostly memorization and or just Mm -hmm. you know like the concepts aren't changing and so I remember what he recommended me doing is actually I had the MCAT Kaplan quick sheet and I would use the quick sheets especially for the psychology section I would read through that probably like two to three nights a week before I went to mm-hmm. bed and I think that just helped me like yeah. right I was going to bed at the end of the day and it's you know it wasn't too intensive you know like you're just reading through them but just you know the repetition of that really helps me and you know because honestly even the 132 the highest I got on a practice MCAT for the psych social was a 129 so it was it was a wow. surprise to me too but but I think the biggest <laughs> thing was like, you, you know, just with the repetition of, you know, going back to it and sticking to the process, I think, you know, that is one thing, you know, as you mentioned, is the MCAT is just like a test of endurance. And so being able to stick with, you know, when you have a plan, being able to stick with it throughout, I think that was a big thing. And especially with the psych soch, that's what helped me the most of that. Yeah. That's awesome. From a 129 to a 132, I bet you're so happy. Yeah, definitely. So in regard to the car section, I know we already kind of talked about like you used our program and everything with that. Is there anything else that you did or how did you get over like how daunting that section can be sometimes? Yeah, because that the daunting is a great word for that because like (laughs) there would be one test where I get like a 129 on the cars and then the next test I get like a 124. I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) And so like, I think I remember too from the MCAT Mastery Cars program. One of the things it mentioned is that, you know, to go with your gut and for me I'd always go back and forth I'd end up going back and change an answer and then ending up oh well if that one's this then that other question must be wrong too or the other answer must be wrong too and so I ended up going back and changing a lot of answers and you know just going to you know having that strategy of just going with your gut don't change your answer and writing the one sentence summary for each paragraph Mm-hmm. And then sticking to that, you know, like you, you just have to commit to it. And that's something that really helps me with the car section is, you know, finding the, co- you know, what is the main theme of this passage? Once I was able to figure out what the theme is, then the questions, you know, the answer choices became a lot more clear because, you know, a lot of the answer choices, they might sound 
nice or sound right. What the question's actually actually asking you is according to the passage, what is the most correct answer? So yeah, that was just a good strategy that I learned from that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, (laughs) any strategy that you can stick to for cars, I feel like is good and like commit and try to just get through these like wordy and long passages. Did you feel like in any way, this is kind of a random question, but that like the skills that you were learning for cars were kind of translating to other sections as well? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Especially with the don't change your answer. (laughs) Yeah. That was a big one for, you know, some of my other sections with uh, biology. I was doing that a lot too. And even with psychology, because with the psych session, the psych section, you know, there's often there's passages and, you know, being Mm -hmm. able to read to oftentimes there would be, you know, two answers that sounded like they could be right. But if once again, you take a step back and you either reword the question or you actually look at what the passage stated in the actual reading, you'll, you were able to come down with the correct answer. So I think, yeah, the, just some of those tips from the cars program was able to help me with other sections as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Like then it's translating and you're getting a boost everywhere, which is super, you know, that's good when you have one month left. Exactly. Do you have any specific advice for the sciences sections? I know you kind of mentioned it already, but anything else you want to add? Yeah, I guess just for me, I tried to cut the corners with, you know, skipping, I guess my content review and I didn't realize but how important you know, that really is uh, for those. If So if I were to do it again, I would have spent more time on, you know, like the, the big parts of, you know, biology with certain, you know, like the different cycles, Krebs cycles, stuff like that. And really, because those are, you know, some big areas. And I was kind of lazy. I was like, oh, you know, I, I know of it and I could, re- you know, I could recognize it, but it's mm-hmm. not just good enough to recognize it. You need to be able to you know, like reproduce it or actually know exactly what it's saying. And so, you know, I would have put more time into, you know, into those areas. And I think that would have helped me a bit more. But, you know, ultimately, you know, with the time that I had, I feel that, you know, with the MCAT mastery help, I was able to maximize my score. So yeah, definitely. In like a short amount of time, you can't grasp all of that content, you know, like in one month. So you maximized it, you did what you needed to do. And that's awesome. So let's talk about your MCAT test day. How was that? Like, what was it like? Yeah, so I remember just getting there. And it was, you know, I thought I was getting there early and ended up, you know, because of the the COVID pandemic, you know, there was a huge line, they were only letting one person in at a time. And we of course, we all had to wear our masks, you know, going in. So, you know, just increased stress or anxiety that way. And then it gets like 10 minutes before my actual test time. And I still hadn't checked in. So I was worried about that. I was like, you know, are they going to start the test without me? Or, you know, am I going to lose time because of this? Um, It ended up eventually it ended up working out. I, you know, I get seated. And I remember, you know, as I walked in, you know, it was just, you know, just I had so much adrenaline. I'm like, this is it. This is what, you know, we've been preparing for. So um, I was excited to, you know, finally, you know, take the test. And I think a big thing that even helped me with, you know, taking the test was even though I didn't necessarily need to go to the bathroom or anything during my breaks, I got up and took a break because, you know, just to walk around or something just help me to, you know, stay focused, to refresh, restart. Because I remember even, you know, once I took the first section with chem, I remember I was like, oh man, I don't know. You know, like I didn't actually know how that went, but it, I know it's so important, especially, you know, with the MCAS, you know, you in a way you have to have a short memory. You can't let one section or one, you know, one passage ruin your whole test. And so, you know, getting up and just going for a walk and, you know, just getting up from and moving from my where I was sitting, it, that helped a lot with it. Yeah, definitely. Recovering after like 
a specifically difficult passage is like super important. That's an endurance thing like we've been talking about. So yeah, definitely take all the breaks you can. (laughs) So once you were done with the exam and you were waiting for your score back, how was that whole thing? And when you got it back, how did that feel? Yeah, so I was, you know, pretty anxious because I remember when I finished the test, I was like, I have no idea how that went or, you know, I, you know, it's just, you're so drained at that point from the long day and um, a lot of adrenaline that, you know, I went back and I was like, you know, I gave my best effort and you know, that's mm-hmm. what matters. So um, I remember, you know, it's, luckily I didn't have to wait as long as most people did because, you know, they're doing the quick turnaround. But I remember when I did receive my test score back, you know, I was actually in the middle of, you know, I was at work and mm-hmm. I knew, you know, they're like, you know, it's tests are coming out at 12 or whatever. And I was checking my email and it was such a relief when I saw, you know, the score that I, you know, gotten. And I think a big thing, like I said, was just, you know, I, I knew that, you know, this was the goal I wanted, but also I think it was a relief to see that, you know, the work that I'd put in and, you know, the assistance that I had, you know, received with the tutoring and with, you know, the strategy uh, program and stuff like that how it really paid off in the end so it did that's so awesome it must have felt amazing for anybody that might be you know in the situation that you were in maybe they're feeling discouraged or burned out or like they have a month left and are terrified do you have any advice or just like one you know summary like you can do this kind of thing for them yeah definitely I mean for you know, that was one of the things I felt I had my ups and downs with, you know, preparing for this test. But, you know, just want to encourage everyone like, you know, you can do this There's a reason that you're pursuing, you know, this career. And, you know, that something that helped me was just to remind yourself, why is it that you really want to do this? You know, most often, it's not for yourself. And so something that, you know, that can just push you further is to keep that in mind as you go through the tough times. And also, one thing I would recommend doing is just, you know, practicing good self care in whatever way that is for yourself. And, you know, for me, honestly, putting too much time into studying and I needed to have that day to myself or, you know, take a break. It's important to have those days to yourself. And so, you know, having that and also for me, something that helped me was just, I know maybe you have meditation or something, but for me, you know, my Christian faith is very important to me. And so my prayer, just, you know, being reminded of a Bible verse that was like my favorite is Psalms 23, 4, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, fear you are with me, you're on your staff, they comfort me. And for me, that was just, you know, realizing that I could have peace and comfort knowing that, you know, God is with me the whole time. And so, you know, for anyone who might be discouraging, I think just be encouraged, like, you can do this, like, this is only, you know, a stepping stone for you, and you've made it this far. And, you know, you're going to make it the rest of the way. So couldn't have said it better. That was amazing and super positive. So why don't we just go ahead and end there with that positive message for everybody. So thank you so much for everything, Noah. This was super fun. And we really appreciate like all the advice that you're willing to give. And we wish you the best going forward with medical school soon after your gap year, right? Yep. Yeah. I'm super thrilled for it. And, you know, I'm really appreciative that, you know, I was able to receive help and just encouragement from MCAT Mastery. So thank you for that. Yeah, that's what we're here for. And we're super happy that you got the score you wanted. So congrats again. Thank you. Hey everyone, this is Monica again. And before you go, I just want to remind you that if you're not receiving our daily free MCAT strategy and success story emails yet, definitely be sure to sign up for those at mcatmastery.net slash free course. 
In addition to that, if you feel like you might need personalized help with the exam and would like to have an MCAT mentor kind of look at your situation and help you identify exactly what's holding your score back, you can look into that too at mcatmastery.net slash mentors. And lastly, and most importantly, we just want you guys to know that you have what it takes to succeed on this exam. We know the MCAT is intimidating, and when you get a score that's lower than you expected on a practice or on the real thing, it's so easy to feel discouraged or frustrated or even hopeless about the exam. We get it. A lot of us have been there. So we want to give you the guidance that we wish we'd had when we were in your shoes. And that's what these interviews are for. That's what our emails are for. We want you guys to be able to feel confident again, and most importantly, be able to see that med school admission is possible and it's not out of your reach at all. So thanks again for listening and remember that every top scorer, every med student, and every doctor made it through this journey. So you can do it too. You guys got this.